Folks, welcome back. It is Wednesday night, and that means it's time for what's train wreck watching. And if you've been, unless you've been hiding under a pit on the sands of Tatooine, you know that we have been talking book of Boba Fett here on what's train wreck watching. Of course, as always, sponsored by Picasso's Pizza. It's always pizza night as far as Picasso's is concerned. Order your Picasso's now and definitely order it if you're looking to get it in time for the Bills AFC Championship matchup on Sunday. But I digress, and let's get our experts in here. Of course, we got the Micah man, Jake Micah. Micah, welcome. Hey, how's it going? Great episode today. Excited to break it down with the boys. And of course, as always, Joe Casali, Mr. Hollywood, Casali Files. Whatever, take your pick. Uh, no, today, uh, come on, it's, again, it's just, every Wednesday has been nothing but a treat uh, for for a while now, and obviously, to step in a galaxy far, far away, I mean, come on, there's nothing more excited than this, and it's great to, to be back talking with you fellas, uh, of course, about uh, our beloved Boba Fett, for sure, great episode today. Our beloved Boba Fett dropping another amazing episode. Chapter 4, The Gathering Storm. Damn you, intern, you got the typo. But I'll fire it around the horn, guys. Caselli versus what was your uh, biggest takeaway from this Chapter 4 book of Boba Fett? You know, it's 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 funny. This show has been kind of, uh, you know, a lot, a, a roller coaster of sorts. Uh, but what I mean is just kind of like, you know, it's been showing a lot of uh, post-Return of the Jedi and... Uh, post Sarlacc pit, kind of like what what we've seen from when we caught up with Man, uh, uh, Boba Fett at the end of Mandalorian, and then obviously when he crawled out of that Sarlacc pit uh, at the end of Return of the Jedi. So it's been it's been interesting to see their kind of uh, progression throughout now you know four episodes, but I think this one was a little bit more straightforward, uh, you know, kind of like a little action. Uh, adventure of sorts with um him getting his beloved ship uh all the way back from the 80s so uh you know it was a lot of fun a lot of fun this uh this episode for sure i really enjoyed it yeah i feel like this was the most uh fan service ish i guess Mm -hmm. episode. not not even saying that in a bad way like it was a it was really enjoyable for that reason but definitely they went heavy on that part on there um i my biggest takeaway is i think i have to put to rest my fennec shan theory i think uh i'm still keeping an eye out like i'm still like 15 keeping an eye on her like mm-hmm. i don't know they kind of overselling it but it was kind of cool to see like how their relationship has evolved a little bit and just see boba i mean when we first knew boba you just know him as a bounty hunter and obviously whatever else but he's a man of like he's got he's honorable like he he wants respect he's he's loyal like all these different kind of things that we didn't really know about the character and definitely wouldn't have assumed after you met uh his father Django Fett in in episode two so I think that the character development of Boba um throughout this whole thing has been a real treat to see and just kind of them get to explore the different like what makes him tick what makes him go especially going into Mandalorian and everything else it was this was a great episode this is a really rewarding episode I feel like yeah, longest episode of the season, I believe, so it definitely knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. as far as mm-hmm. packing that 48 minutes. So let's get underway. We start off, so we're getting the uh, pre-Mando storyline, and we get, and actually, it's post-Mando at this point. He's been with the Tuscan Raiders for years, 
He finds Fennec Shand. You get the there's actually a little Mando jingle or what the what what do you call it? The Mando the base score. theme, the score yeah. or whatever. When uh, you mm-hmm. saw that in the sky, so that was uh, electrifying. What'd you guys think of this sequence? I mean, after last week, we saw a little glossy color and car chases that everybody was all upset about. This week, it was back to the nitty gritty in Moss Eisley. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was it was good. It, yeah, it kind of felt like a little uh, paint by numbers of like, oh, how, let's see how they met at first. But, um, you know, it was very nice to see. I think what the show has also uh, done uh, so well uh, is building upon, you know, their relationship, Boba and Fennec Shan, you know, and, and the chemistry between Tamara Morrison and Ming-Na Wen has been very, very great uh, throughout throughout these uh, these episodes. So, you know, obviously it was, you know, we knew they met each other. We knew what happened in between, um, you know, a couple episodes of Mandalorian when, when you know, Din Djarin was with uh, Fennec Shan and then they lost touch because, you know, just something happened and, and, you know, she got left behind. And then when we met up with Boba, you know, uh, Fennec was already with her, uh, you know, in Mandalorian. So it was kind of su- sweet to cool to see you know them kind of intersecting the scenes you know as far as the storytelling goes that you know it's 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 a star wars world and i think you know it's funny that's what kind of marvel has always done with us you know um kind of intersect scenes in between films so you know the people the long-term fans that have been through this series not even just you know the original trilogy but just watching all the way mando you know watching mando all the way through um, you know, you kind of need to know what the hell's going on. So I thought that was kind of cool just to see, you know, how they met and whatnot. And and right off the bat, you know, just them kind of bickering at each other to kind of figure out really what kind of role they played. Because this is a new Boba Fett that we see, uh, you know, ever since the original trilogy. I think um, they kind of, you know, feed off each other to kind of really understand what their true purpose is in this galaxy for sure. Shout out How I Met Your Father just dropped yesterday. I don't know if you guys watched the first I'm a, episode. I'm a huge Hillary but... Duff guy, so I got to check it out. Yeah, I'm, a, got, I'm you... a huge How I Met Your Mother fan, so I got to check it out one of these days. I am both those things. I watched yeah. part of it. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I watched part of it like 10, 15 minutes with my brother yesterday, and I'm sold. I'm I'm going to lock in. So okay, good. That That's my aside here. Um, But it was uh, everything you said, Casali, like I couldn't I couldn't put it in a better way. Um. Fennec, it was it was something I think that that's kind of what I've been getting around to bringing her up is that we really needed some kind of tether to this character. Like we've seen we saw her obviously yeah. in Mandalorian. We've seen her by Boba side, but we needed some motivation. We needed something to grasp onto with her. And this episode was like, OK, I got you and wholeheartedly. And she's she's kind of very similar to what I was mentioning before about Boba. Very loyal. She's definitely honorable. Um, definitely very skilled at killing people. And so they just get along. They're like peanut butter and jelly. And they kind of, they kind of just fit together perfectly. And I think what it really did at the beginning, like right away, it showed off the, the chemistry. It's definitely an awkward chemistry, but they're not, you know, it's not like they're people pe- persons by any stretch of the imagination. So I thought it was a good introduction. They're both a little rough around the edges. By the way, I don't think your Fennec betrayal storyline is completely written off in fact i think the fact that she got even with him and doesn't owe him anything Mm. opens it up for like two to three but it's two to three seasons down the uh down the way for sure so obviously we see them bonding and they plan 
the slave one heist, you know, is there a way for her to uh, kind of make it up to him, the debt to get the ship back and everything? What did you guys think of this scene with uh, storming Jabba's palace through the uh, sewer, was it? Uh, yeah, um, I, I just, I loved it kind of, you know, this is, you know, straight up heist. Uh, it By the way, I know, of... I know they're not calling it Slave One anymore. I know they came up with some new name for the ship, but it's it's always Slave One. It's always Slave <laughs> One. I mean, you know, it's, yeah. But um, even in Wikipedia right now, it's called Slave One. So I think that's kind of sticking. But uh, I know, uh, you know, it to me, it always felt like when I was, you know, when I was growing up, you know, always, you know, obviously being obsessed with Star Wars and, and grabbing anything I could, uh, I, I was I had the chance to play the old uh, bounty hunter video game on on PlayStation Two, uh, you know TBT. But um, you know, so it kind of reminded me of that, like a straight up like video. Like I don't want to say straight up like video game level because there was a lot more stakes to this and and what they were trying to, you know, um, trying to accomplish. But you know, it kind of reminded me of that of of just like. You know, here's the level. Here's the the guys we have to go through and stuff. And she had like a little cool, like, uh, uh, like, uh, I don't even want to say it was like one of the sen- the radar sensors from like the original trilogy, but like a little, like a smaller, um, pocket size where she was able to tell like who was in the temple, how many guys, and how many they were up against. So it was, you know, right off the bat, it kind of seemed like okay, this is what we're gonna get this. Uh, this week, uh, you know, like a nice little adventure side story, like I said before. So it was a lot of fun, uh, uh, straight up. And obviously, to you know, that's all we were wondering is like, okay, how did he get Slave One back? Um, bec- and where did it go after you know all this time? You know, because we didn't really like. Obviously, we knew the ship, and you know, the ship was a lot was heavily featured in and Empire Strikes Back, and then you know, the prequels, it was his father's ship. So it's been a, you know, it's a Titan within the Star Wars legacy. So that's the, that's all I was thinking the whole time. It's like, okay, where's the ship? Like we got to, you know, the ship is awesome with the seismic charges and everything. So, uh, you know, I was already grinning like, okay, this is the episode. This is what we're going to get. So I was already, I was already hooked uh, from the start. <laughs> Man, that that security, Bib Fortuna was just lacking on that security because that team was they were no match, oh, no yeah. match at all. I think I had uh when I was younger, I d- had like probably three foot size of Slave One, like mm-hmm. toy, had a nice little Django Fett. That was that was definitely a favorite there. Um oh, and, yeah. uh, and so it was just great to see, great to see it back on the screen. Um, great to see Boba in the in the cockpit there once he's getting oh, yeah. out. But yeah. The security there, I'm just a little suspect, little suspect there by Bib. You could see why it was so easy to to take him down and get through there. But I mean, maybe it's just how efficient and how they're just trying to show how how well these two work in tandem because really it was like that was the, their first time together and they were just they knew each other's moves, finished each other's sentences, all that other stuff. So it was it was a dope scene. Love a good heist scene. I mean, yeah. you know, I was talking about car chase scenes, heist scenes right up there, like right below car chase scenes. You put heist scenes, I think. Especially, I mean, you throw a spaceship in a spaceship in a palace, you got True, a pretty good heist. Bumps scene it up a sure. little bit, yeah. They are bumping it up. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you guys are really no selling the Grievous bot here, though. You didn't, you didn't <laughs> pop for Grievous bot. Oh no! Well, that was just great too because that was, yeah. you know, it was. I mean, I feel like that was the same robot from Return of the Jedi that mm-hmm. saw C three PO and R two D two. Someone said first... it was the torture bot. It was, yeah, the, it torture, was the bot. torture bot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was the same voice and everything. So, yeah. like, I mean, once seeing that, it, I mean, that was just 
so much nostalgia right there from uh from you know him talking to c-3po the yeah. first time in, in in jedi so i mean you know i obviously that's you know that's what we come to and not not in a bad way obviously but like you know that's what the star wars world is all these characters and and droids and everything and how they really put life into you know something you know like like you know all, all that stuff with with droids and all that stuff. So the cast and characters are always so great within Star Wars and the world. What what you know Lucas did all all that time ago. Absolutely. And then of course, so they get Slave One. Fennec hits the. Uh, what would you call that? Uh, a, that was that was a clutch. Fennec clutched it right, right, Jake. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Easily. Big t- big time clutch. The uh, ramp is going up. She hits the shot. And then we get, you know, Boba Fett going off into the distance. And I'm thinking, you know, he's going to go and he's going to, you know, take some time to be himself. He's going to, you know, think about how he wants to rule. He's going to think about his comeback tour. No. It was instantly <laughs> Boba Fett Revenge Tour 2022. <laughs> so we got the Sinto uh, Speeder Gang or whatever going along. And just an incredible shot as Slave One kind of fades into the background and just when you see slave one you knew it was on and yeah. it was just destruction and there was nothing they can do the money line was instantly like minus a million mm-hmm. boba, boba made quick room what do you think pretty amazingly shot casali right because you're someone who appreciates that oh technique. yeah absolutely i mean this whole that whole sequence as well it reminded me it had so much feelings of a new hope when they were getting to the falcon and and you know escaping the death star and, and all that even going even all the way back when they were going to the falcon and tattooing and all that stuff it had so much of a new hope vibes uh, all the way through that was just so great but i mean again that's you know because we all know what slave one can do and and the the you know the uh you know uh <clears throat> charge beneath um you know how how big that ship is and 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 stuff so it was definitely had all those feelings in there and, and it showed because that's what you know it's a it's a big demeaning ship and it was great yeah this was i mean the whole show was worth this whole moment going mm-hmm. everything boba on his on his drizzy 2016 going looking like that i'm i was we could go like the the whole pre-mando storyline obviously we didn't know where it was going to go and now we're seeing how important it truly was to, to what they were trying to tell with this story but man it could have been the whole show like this the, the way they could have done this um the way that the, what we've seen so far from it it's been so much fun it's been like the bright spots of this show to me um and this whole whole sequence was definitely my favorite i think so far of this entire show everybody knows jawas are motherfuckers <laughs> but this is the first time because you mentioned drizzy on his 2016 Boba oh, goes back to back. He's like, yes. so he so he takes out the 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 speeder gang, and then he's going to the Sarlacc because he mm, wants his armor back. And I'm thinking, what is going on? What what? Why is he at the Sarlacc? And, and he thinks that his armor is in the Sarlacc. What a yeah. situation! I mean, trying to go into the Sarlacc, like you know, it's like acidic and stuff. I'm so puzzled. I'm I'm like wondering, like. Like, I'm wondering if maybe they had a scene where Bobo was showing that he was more desperate for his arm or something. What were you guys thinking when Bobo literally was like hovering? Like, I was, I was, it was like nightmare fuel. I was always under the impression that he knew that his armor was being, you know, stolen. That's the thing. I think these Jawa motherfuckers might get away from it now. Yeah, you know. I mean, 
because obviously, you know, obviously seeing that scene, we know that, you know, Cobb Vanth has, you know, gotten it from the Jawas and he's wearing it now. And, and that's how he that's well, that's how Boba gets it back from Mando stealing it and whatnot. But, yeah, I was always under the impression that he knew that it wasn't there, that it was still on his <laughs> body or unless he was just like going like heavily, like in and out, like knocked out to the point where he just forgot. I, you know, I mean, I, obviously he went through a lot and, you know such a traumatic experience a falling into the sarlacc pit to then crawling out so i guess maybe he wasn't paying attention but like i mean you could i don't know like with with you know bastar armor like you could tell the difference that's why i was just i was a little confused how that was kind of written out but i mean you know i guess going back to the sarlacc and and the way that it was shot where it was kind of peering down and stuff you know i i thought you know i mean was there like a trippy scene where like you were yeah. seeing the inside of its mouth, and then yeah. all of a sudden it was like you were like shot all the way down. It was like the scene when, when Godzilla's looking down through the earth in <laughs> King Kong. Like, that's how deep. Well, it was. all right. That's all not we're a little missing, ridiculous. All we were missing was a Godzilla <laughs> laugh. All we were missing was a Godzilla <laughs> laugh for this episode. But this yeah, so, was uh, laughing in his head, I guess. Gracie, you know what scene it actually reminded me of? Lost World Jurassic Park, when she fell on the glass. Yeah, I oh. thought the glass was gonna start to like crash. Yes. I was yes. having like so yeah, I was like, yep. oh my gosh, I thought that was gonna happen. But no, it didn't. She hit the button. Boba doesn't like it when you push your buttons, and we get the seismic charge. <laughs> it's the best noise in Star Wars. In a, in a in a galaxy with the best noises all over, it's amazing. Yeah. I and he was a little like even that, like she literally saved the day, and then he was like, "Don't touch my buttons." <laughs> that was that was Star Wars humor when, when, yeah. when someone yeah. saves the day, and you find a way to get like a little pissy at him. Oh classic. yeah, yeah, classic for sure, for sure. Well, hey, so it took care. What would you guys think of that scene, though? Amazing, not eleven out of ten oh. or twelve. Yeah. 12 13 all of it it would did give me some horror vibes though. I had a nice little jump scare mm. with the sarlacc there. Like I was That's uh. Right. I was I was a little, a little scared. I don't like gross monsters. Like I'm so like I, as a person who watches all this like all this ridiculous sci-fi stuff, I still get creeped out at any gross looking monster at any time. And the Sarlacc did not disappoint in that regard at all. Man, he was scary. Yeah, during my watch along, you just knew something was going to happen. It was a straight horror <laughs> movie. The way he was like slowly going in there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Things weren't happening slowly in the uh, post Mando storyline, though. Oh my god! We got no. we got we got the sanctuary Boba Fett showing up. We got a Trandoshan who just clearly did not was not gambling at the right table. I liked how they did this scene though. Before I cue it up for you guys, that like Crusade was like kind of hammered, like you know, like not like that he just goes around like committing like hate crimes against Trandoshans, like. <laughs> he was hammered, but then he also got offered a free tab and was like, nah, I'm good on the free tab. <laughs> An incredible situation. I, I wrote down here in my notes, Black Kersant ain't on no Tony Soprano bullshit. He doesn't care about getting his tab paid <laughs> for. Well, I mean, you know, we've learned this since the beginning. Never underestimate a Wookiee. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's True. that's literally the... The word of advice right there. So, I mean, to see, I love that this guy keeps popping up. I mean, he's, you know, just it's, what a character that, to have and kind of see, you know, uh, you know, what's going to happen with him throughout the show because he's just complete badass. I mean, again, obviously we all love our Chewie, but, you know, having this guy around is really just kind of menacing and, 
And again, just the, the kind of vibes he's gotten where he just, you know, like, no, you know, he doesn't care. Like, he's just like all out, like, just like, get out of my way. Again, kind of like Boba Fett vibes, you know? So it's, you know, they're really a match made in hell right there. Man, it was so much fun to watch. Cause it, like, what, that's what I, I was trying to figure pieces together the whole time. Like, did I miss something? Like, did they like say something to him? Did something get triggered? It's like, nah, he was just, mm-hmm. he was just drunk. And yeah. uh, and didn't like them playing that game. They, they were having too much fun, you know, and didn't like that game going on over there. Um, this it was awesome scene to see. I think right before this, don't sorry if I'm jumping around here a little bit. But wasn't right before this the scene where Boba came out of the back to tank? Um, yes. too as well. Sorry, big big detail, um, big detail. So I I did want to touch on that because as we were talking about the Sarlacc and him remembering everything and wondering how you guys think or how you guys feel about the. Like, is it going to be that he was like gaining his memories back in the back to tank? And that's kind of how we've been coming around and he's remembering everything. Like, I like I'm kind of unclear on uh on how much he has actually remembered up to this point, if that's been helping him. Don't know what kind of power yeah, the back I mean, to tank does for uh CTE I see or that. anything like that. I can see that, especially because that's the way the show's been kind of structured. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, like we see it as flashbacks, but maybe he does too, where all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's remembering where he comes from. Think of it stuff. as like, uh, did you ever play Knights of the Old Republic or those those old games or ever hear about those yeah. those games? Mm-hmm. So that one of the basis of the and this is potentially the the Ryan Johnson trilogy. I'm hoping because I love those games and everything. But the basis of it is you're the main your main character, not remember what has happened before in his past life and is knocked out and you're getting his flashbacks as these visions like in real time as they're kind of yeah. telling it too. So it kind of reminded me directly of how they told that story in that. And obviously we've seen like this show and Mandalorian has taken a lot of different aspects of the storytelling in Star Wars, the Star Wars universe and kind of turned them around, flipped them on their head, used them in different ways. Just interested to see like if there's going to be more fallout with that coming from a combo, maybe I don't know. But anyways, coming to Kersantan, I think this is our, our comic panel coming to life. I hope that it comes up right on the screen next time. That what a guy, what a you couldn't ask for somebody else better walking next to you into a bar, into any any fight. I mean, apparently he's got the the biggest, you know, this guy should just be flexing on Instagram like all the time, just all the <laughs> all the titles and stuff that he's won and everything. So that's a that's an accomplished Wookiee right there. I'd I'd take him on my team any day. Oh, for sure. Seriously, and then it comes down to it. So he's obviously trying to add him to the team. He's delegating at uh, the table, and we get a little comic Star Wars action. You know, it's basically a cinematic effect. Someone threatens Boba Fett, and somehow the baby Rancor understands that Boba's being threatened (laughs) and reaches his claws all the way up. Pretty hysterical, honestly, but it shows that the Rancor obviously is going to play a big role. Do we have any guesses on this potential name? I know they had one in uh, in Bad Batch, the uh, show about the clones. Uh, I think it was named like Moochie or something, but I don't <laughs> think this is the same one. Of any what? guesses of, on a of name? Who any guesses look for? Any guesses oh, the rank- on the Rancor name? Oh, the Rancor name. Um, I don't know. Sally. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. There, Sally. You know, there work. he is. <laughs> that, look at that that's what i need right there just give me that shot exactly and i'll be and wasn't the camper. uh wasn't the eye wound from a battle with kenobi 
Yes. Yeah. That's what I heard, I do too. believe That's so. That's what I heard yeah. on the street. So very excited about that. And, gents, so obviously we had Chris to the team. We got the rank, or we're going down the uh, stretch here in in what's trainer question. Oh, wait, why, mm-hmm. why, didn't I, why didn't I unshare the screen? But then we got it. So we're talking about, you know, going to war eventually. It's going to be, you know, what, the Pikes against Boba for now. Again, there could be some Pretty Crimson yeah. Dawn on the uh, outset. There could be some other factors. They're doing a really good job of world building, doing a really good job of using outside factors and everything. But the biggest thing for me, when you watch Marvel and when you watch Star Wars, it's almost these two properties exclusively. The thematics, the sounds can mean anything. They can be so important. So when you hear Fennec Shan talking about adding muscle and you hear that Mando theme song. Yes. How pumped are you, boys? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was straight up like, okay, that's something I didn't expect. Um, or not even just didn't expect just, you know, just so great because obviously, you know, we, you know, Mando has been this new character that we've grown to love within the past two seasons. And it kind of makes sense with especially their kind of relationship. So to have and we don't we're not going to get a Mando season three until what the end of the year. I think they just started filming it now. So to, you know, to have Din Djarin show up, I think would be excellent. Absolutely. All the way through. I mean. That's that again. That's how we kind of you know oops, came with Marvel. Oops, don't look, don't look at my black Crusade searches. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean you know that's again that's kind of like what we came came to know with Marvel is they love to play with their toys that they introduce and and crossovers mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I mean, you know, not to get off topic, but even like what you were saying, uh, Jake, about the Chris Stanton and and you know giving a scar to Obi Wan. I mean, that could be on the table too for. Whenever we get that series, that, that's I, a I thousand think, percent on the table. You know, not even oh, a absolutely. Because yeah. if the, yeah. if you know, because if they just like I said, interweave with all these things and and you know the shows and and stuff like that, their own cinematic universe. Even though that's what Star Wars has been since uh, 1977. But yes, I mean, come on, I would I would be so happy for uh, for for Din Djarin to show up and. And you know Mando back, and you know that I I'm, I've been missing me some man. You know this show has been great, but you know what they've been doing with Mandalorian has just been so great. So you know, I mean, let's do it. Go all in. Yeah, sign sign me up. Like you said, mm-hmm. the Marvel the Marvelification. That's a word I haven't ever tried to say before. Of <laughs> of just the Disney Plus and the Star Wars universe that they're obviously going for with all the announced shows and everything else. I wasn't even thinking about the possibility. I mean, the possibilities have it. We've talked about it and and, um, theorized about who might be showing up, potential people. Crimson Dawn, you mentioned. Um, I think we had a slight mall mention earlier in the season and everything. But Mm -hmm. to have Mando come in, if if that's what's going to happen... And it's just, it's going to be super rewarding in it. And for people, like I know, I know I've talked to a lot of people that have just checked out Disney Plus exclusively for Mandalorian and maybe haven't checked out Book of Boba Fett yet for whatever reason. And I feel like those fans, those Mandalorian fans, like the second they see Mando's in this, it's, it's a, it's a set, like it's, it's a lock for them. And that's what's done so well. Like you get to see it's, it's, it's the comic book of, comic book effect i mean that's what comics got so great at is you got to see all your other characters together marvel took that a hundred steps further and now entering the star wars universe i mean sign me up like this is what we've been waiting for with these shows and i can't wait to see what they're gonna do with it yeah 
Give me Boba, Mando, and Black Kersantan on a mission to the Outer Rim. Let's oh, oh, freaking come on. go. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. No, to get Baby Yoda back. Like, it'd be, it would be great <laughs> poetry. Uh, you know, obviously, Boba ran into Mando when he was on a mission and, you know, helped him out and helped him accomplish what yeah. he would be great poetry for, uh, you know, Mando to come now and help uh, Boba in his time of being. Especially, mm-hmm. too, because he learned a lot within, you know, the because the last time we saw Hell him yeah. was when he w- when Luke came and, and got Grogu, uh, you know, and took him to kind of, you know, uh, train him. And, you know, our Mando has grown so much from the very beginning of that show, especially learning from, you know, our favorite little guy. So, you know, he would definitely, like, come on, he would, you know, he would be there in a heartbeat, I, I feel like, to kind of, you know, really stand tall. And, and you know, this might be, you know, who knows as far as timeline-wise, if maybe it could be, you know, maybe, a, I wouldn't even say a lot in the future, because this really, this is kind of taking place right after where we left off. But, um, you know, again, some time could have passed where, we see like maybe like a more grizzled Mando or, or just, or whatnot, you know, I think that's just what's kind of, what's kind of cool about that idea, that very idea. Yeah. I can't wait to see what Mando's like, what he's been up to. And I need, I need me some otherwise. Yeah. I mean, so that whatever this is going to be, I mean, uh, sign me up. Like I'm, I'm good for whatever interaction is going to be coming up with Mando. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how he is like a supporting character. We've only ever followed him around and, and really yeah. known like everything really. like. And I mean, think of how we've, how we viewed the first two seasons of Mandalorian. We didn't see the dude's face until like literally the end of the second season. So we're, we, we were so in tune with what, if you're following that show, you are so in tune with like the characters, um, like what he's up, what he's about, his desires, his, his motivations, everything with Mando, because you just have to, like, he did such, does such a good job, but you really have to buy into it to know what's going on. It's going to be so rewarding to just have that guy along for the ride rather than, you know, being the focus of the whole thing. Seriously, what an episode. Great episode. Chapter of Boba Fett. We're, uh, we got three episodes left. After yeah. this, so uh, it's kind of yeah, seven, seven total. Episodes. So it's like the halfway point, yeah. kind of. Can't wait yeah. for Peacemaker tomorrow. Ooh, what a strong yeah. start they got off to. Yeah. Um, so I know we did a reaction video yesterday. We might do that again, might do maybe like a quick episode. I think we'll see how we're feeling tomorrow, John. So mm-hmm. I these double dips, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I just oh man. I cannot wait. Really good. For you know it's good when my dad just texts me and he goes, Cena's amazing in this. Oh he, 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 never te- he never texts me about, oh any, Yo, about anybody I, being amazing in anything. Those two, oh. three episodes, oh, my God. I loved every second of really it. Good. Oh, really my good. God. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I'm a huge fan of su- the Suicide Squad and what James Gunn did and stuff. And, you know, as much as it also feels like a sequel to that, but just, you know, Cena all the way. Like, he, oh, my God. I can't get over. I can't, I can't get enough. That, that show is no, just, no. I did not see that coming. Like, I thought, okay, Peacemaker, well, you know, let's do it. Like, you know, sure, why not? And then what they did and and the humor and, and all that stuff. Like, come on. I, I, I'm, I'm all in. Like, that is, that yeah. is oh, so good. John Cena is an American treasure. That's that's yes. what people need to learn. This is great. Um, I would be remiss though before we go here to ask you guys if how you felt about the Moon Knight trailer 
uh, that came out two nights oh, ago. Oh, yeah. If you've seen the Moon Knight trailer. March 30th, thoughts, right? That's anything. when that's uh, yep. coming out, our next uh, De- Debois in, in uh, the MCU. Yep. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, you know, I, it's it's great, too, because, what I mean, you know, I, I always love, you know, Marvel and, and, you know, the similar stuff and, like, No Way Home and all that stuff, the heroes that we come to love. But I love me some new stuff and and new heroes mm-hmm. and and I mean Moon Knight I have no I like I don't really know anything about it and yeah. I mean I you know obviously Oscar Isaac you know I, I've grown you know like I've you know watched him obviously because you know the Star Wars trilogy and and he's been in little things here and there too that he's been you know he's such a really good uh, you know actor so I'm all in like that's you know it just that was so exciting. It's yeah, it's it's gonna be as uh I I come from a family of I mean I feel like we say this about every character, but we are very big Moon Knight supporters. He's okay. a great he's a very I mean amazing character. I don't know if you guys know the backstory at all, but uh he's got Oh yeah, I'm going he, in blind. I really have no idea. He's what uh, to, uh same, so he's, same. A, he's bat he's a Batman esque character, like super rich. A lot of resources doesn't really have a lot of powers martial mm-hmm. art whatever he's got split personality disorder though he's got three distinct different personalities okay and one of them is actually this egyptian moon god that he obviously that's where moon knight comes from yeah, whole yeah. bunch of lore behind that and everything that i'm sure they're gonna dive into but it's a really interesting take on like basically batman but with more severe mental disabilities and things that he has to work through and bipolar disorder and we're gonna so it's a really great attention that marvel is bringing obviously they had so much diversity and everything else in eternals that they that they were really good with showing us you know with a deaf superhero and everything and so this is a different foray into a, a superhero who's has mental health issues and everything that's basically been the hallmark of the character since he was since he's been around um but he's I mean, Mark Spector is a treat. And when he's on his shit, like he's been an Avenger, he's been an Avengers villain. So like he's got he's got That's some awesome. pizzazz to him. So it's gonna be it's gonna be I'm fun. Excited. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Yeah. I'm excited that you know, in Oscar Isaac's second round of doing a you know, in superhero, a superhero. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he did an interesting job in Apocalypse, uh, X-Men Apocalypse. But, yeah. uh, you know, this is I think this is where he's really going to shine. He's going to so thrive. Really yeah, he's going to yeah. thrive. I'm excited. I don't I can't even talk about those last four like X-Men movies. What disasters <laughs> all of those were. This is great. Yeah, and, that's and, a good. I'll and, die. Because Avengers Pass was right. like the last one. That's the one where well, he's yeah, like. No, that's the one where he's sleeping, and they're like forty years in in the yeah. past, right? And yeah. while like yeah. while the apocalypse is happening, I get it. Well, that was yeah. the last one. Yeah, that was yeah. like apocalypse. Yeah, apocalypse. Like then they were, then they did three more that movie, were all yeah. just like progressively. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. What the fuck? Why yeah. do I care about any of this? All right, folks, but we we are glad that you care about this. Here on What's Train Rock Logic. Make sure you're following along SoundCloud, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, everything. We love it. Apple Podcasts, thank you for following for our crew. We got Casali Files, Mr. Hollywood Joe Casali. We got the Micah Man, Jake Mike, and of course, me, Manic. Thanks for following along here at What's Train Rock Watching, where it's not about next week's plans. It's not about next week's schedule. It's about next, next week's, week's episode. episode.